I believe that today's conversation is going to empower you for the best year you've ever had, but not because the calendar changed, because you're going to approach it differently. Let's go. Hey guys, my name is Steve Brewster. Thank you for joining us on the Blue Collar Creative Podcast. I am so glad to have you with us today. We are going to allow you to peek into a conversation that we had with a church in New York City a few weeks ago to start the year off. As we did this conversation, I was like, man, this is something that I need to share with our entire podcast environment. Not only do you get to hear the talk, but you'll actually get to hear the Q&A, which personally, I believe the Q&A provides the best resources anyway. So I hope you really enjoy this. There's a couple things I'd love for you to do if you don't mind. If you're new here, thanks for joining us. We're so glad you're here. We love having you with us. If you've been around for a while and you haven't engaged, it's time to engage. I would love for you to to rate the podcast, to share it with a friend. If you want to text me and ask some questions, don't hesitate. Area code 615-492-2342. Text me. Let's talk. Let's connect. I'm so excited about today's conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Get ready. Here we go. Notebags, notebags, notebooks ready, our Bibles ready. We got the privilege and honor of hearing from Stephen Brewster today. Uh, amazing communicator, creative leader, helps uh, your, uh, your, your, so many churches uh, in, in the world uh, and inspires and encourages them. So we're ready, we're willing, and we're open for what you have for us. Uh, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, over to you, Stephen. Awesome. Thank you, guys. What a, what a, a fun way to start the day and worship was amazing. And, uh, now we get to, to talk a little bit and it's interesting, like, <clears throat> you know, most of the time when I talk to teams, it, the, a lot of the focus of what I talk about is has to do with worship or creativity. But, um, with you guys today, I really felt like, um, maybe the, the direction that we needed to go was, was more around leadership. And I think that at the beginning of the year, uh, it's always so important that we, that we really, uh, zone in on leadership and, you know, patterns and new patterns are always such an, an interesting thing about the new year. Like we look at, like we put a really unhealthy expectation on January 1st. Like if I was, if January 1st was a person, it would, it would be the most stressed out person ever because no matter how bad the 365 days were before, something magically is going to happen at 12 o'clock when in Times Square, that ball hits the bottom and all of a sudden, all of the problems of the world disappear because it's January 1st. Like there's days I feel like maybe I'm January 1st and, and, and it feels a little unfair. Maybe you guys have felt that way too in the past. And, and so the, the truth is, in order for us to really see 2021 be different than 2022, it means we actually have to change something. Like, we actually have to proactively and intentionally lean in to maybe patterns or habits or processes. Now, as a creative leader, I, habits and routines I am allergic to habits and routines because I believe that habits and routines a lot of times can, can be like Novocaine to our creativity. But I do think that rhythms are really, really important. I think that, that, that the greatest creative leaders that you know and that you admire 
are people who who follow the rhythms, right? And 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 we know we you guys live in my second favorite city in the entire world. Uh, Nashville is the first, so y'all don't front. But um, but you live in a city that operates on rhythms, and when you work in church, the entire world of church works on rhythms. Uh, January, we know that attendance is going to skyrocket. And then it's going to slowly drip down until Easter, and then it's going to skyrocket again. Then it's going to slowly drip until Mother's Day, and everybody's going to go to church for their mamas. So they're going to come back to church, and then we get the summer slump, and then in the fall, people get back into the routine, and and they're back into into school and into work and off a, off of vacation or holiday, and then we get a bump in the fall, and then it starts to slope, and then we hit Christmas. And Matthew creates like these ridiculous Christmas experiences like we just had. Y'all, I got to tell you a funny story. So Matthew calls me one day and I was in um, Seattle, Washington. And he calls me and he's like, hey, um, the music that we did for this Christmas thing is really good. We should put it out. And I was like, <clears throat> I love that idea. It's like December 15th. I don't know, but if you know, but Christmas is like in 10 days. And, and there's a bit of an expiration date on Christmas music, not always, but some, most of the time. And, and what I love about, what I love about C3 is that you guys respond to the moment based on the opportunity, not based on what the box is. So we put the Christmas music out. It came out on December 21st and it came out on the 21st. People got to listen to it. I mean, they can still listen to it now, but most people stopped listening to it about the 25th. And, uh, but it's there for next year. And I, and I just love that. So living in the rhythms is so important. So what I'm going to talk to you about today is I'm going to give you like a handful of really practical, I think they're really practical things as a leader that you need to focus on. Um, again, these are not like, I don't want you to create these as habits. I want you to create them as rhythms. And rhythms in in how you're thinking through and working through um, what you're working through. Okay, so uh, the very first one um, is uh, is my favorite, um, and I believe that the greatest the greatest leaders that I've been around, and, and I've gotten to be around leaders that that make me nervous because they're such good leaders. But the, the the greatest leaders that I've ever been around, they always ask questions. And I think that great leaders ask more questions than they make statements. So as you're 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 changing your 2021 and you're altering how this year you're going to be a better leader than you were last year. And just putting a pin in that right there, we're all leaders. Okay. So whether you lead a volunteer team, whether you lead a staff team, whether you lead an organization, whether you lead a business, whether you lead a company, or whether you lead yourself, you have a responsibility to be a leader. Okay. And so you should be asking more questions than you're making statements. Okay. And so the more questions you ask, the more curious you are, the better information you're going to get. Now, most of the time as leaders, we make we make these decisions and we 
we get put into a moment and it's like, we've got to make a decision right there. And, and, and oftentimes as a leader, in fact, more often than not as a leader, you're going to have to make decisions when you can't see the whole picture. You're gonna have to make a decision in the fog, not in the clear, okay? Questions provide clarity. So the more questions that you ask, the more clarity you get. And now the, 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 the picture starts to become more clear to you and you're able to make better decisions as opposed to uh, less educated decisions. I'm going to tell you all my favorite question right now. Okay. And, and this is like, like this one, I, I don't remember where I picked this question up, but, but I picked it up last year, like early in it, like definitely in COVID, but so it would have been after March. That's a good like mile marker, but somewhere in the first, first half of the year in order for blank to be true, blank must happen. Okay. This question has become like so important to, to my personal leadership. And I think if you add it to the rhythms of how you lead and to the curiosity of the questions you ask, it will really work. So let's say that, um, let's say pastor comes back from Australia and he tells us we're going to launch five new campuses in the next five weeks. Don't think that that couldn't happen because that actually could happen. Okay. Um, I'm just kidding, kind of. And um, let's, so in, in the minute that that, that that massively amazing, heavy vision statement is birthed, about 30 seconds later, panic sets into every single person on the team because they're like, how are we going to launch five campuses in the next five weeks? So in order to launch five campuses in the next five weeks, what must be true? Ask yourself that question, okay? The minute you ask that question, now you've moved from complete chaos and panic to, okay, well, we need five venues. Where, where are the most people coming to or tuning into our broadcast right now, zip code wise, that we should look at those places for a campus? Where do we have the most leaders that are currently not able to lead? And all of a sudden, that one question starts to give us new questions and new answers. Okay, so the very first one, the very first thing before anything else, ask more questions as a leader in 2021. Okay, number two, carry the vision. Now, again, in January, we're all about the vision. We're 21 days of, of prayer and fasting, which we're on like day, what, three right now, two or three. And two, right? So some of y'all are like laughing about not having coffee. And when I tune in two weeks from now, y'all are going to be like, oh my God, I just like literally just put it in my vein. Um, and, and I get it. Um, it's very easy in January to be all about the vision. Leaders carry the vision in August and September. Leaders carry the vision when things don't go right. Leaders carry the vision because they understand that one of the most important parts of their leadership is vision transfer. Okay. Um, you guys are very clear of the vision of C3 church. You know it well, you have a really strong idea of how your team supports and grows the vision. 
any time that you don't have clarity about the vision, you have a responsibility to ask, why are we doing this? Now, when you ask that question, Mike, I have four kids, not on purpose, but I do have four kids. And um, they, they can ask me that question in two very different ways. Okay, so I could say, I need y'all to go clean your room. Why do I have to clean my room? Okay, what's going to typically follow that is somebody's getting smacked. Or, hey, dad, why do I need to clean my room right now? Very different tones to that question. If you're going to ask the question why, which you should ask very frequently as a leader, ask it with humility and honor. You have to honor your leaders, honor your pastors, and ask the question with humility and honor. Don't ask it with attitude. Because when you ask it with attitude, it reveals a part of your heart that probably isn't in the right place. Okay? So make sure that you're asking why. Um, We can't expect our teams to understand the importance of what we're doing if we don't know why it matters. Okay? Then the last thing about vision is that as a leader, so, so Pastor Josh and Georgie, they sit at the very top of the organization. They get to sit there because they were here first, okay? And because God called them to be the leaders. So they're at the very top. Our very first time volunteer is at the, at the bottom of the funnel right now. Everything in between here and here is us, okay? We live in this whole area right here. And our job is to be a conduit for vision. So we're going, as much as we're going to ask the question why, we're going to answer the question why 10x of asking it, okay? And so every time we ask someone to do something, we don't just ask them to do it. We tell them why we're asking them to do it. This is why we do this. This is why we care about this. This is why at C3, this matters. This is why this matters. This is why this is important. This is why, this is why, this is why, this is why, this is why. That's carrying the vision. Now, you can't carry what you don't know. So if you don't know the vision or you're not clear on the vision, you need to ask why. Once you know why, you need to be an evangelist for why. Okay. Number three, um, keep the faith. I think that, again, in January, we're hyped. We're excited. It's 2021. And I know the first five days went pretty rock and roll. but Let's just hope that the rest of the year is going to smooth out a little bit, okay? And so um, 2021, like we're excited about it. We've got to keep the faith. Leaders see the future, not just the present. As a leader, we have to have faith to see what's not happened yet. We have to be willing to acknowledge the facts and the truth and never avoid reality, but also never settle for less than what our faith is telling us is possible. Okay, great leaders forecast so they can adjust. Okay, and 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 forecasting. I'm trying to think how to say this without it sounding incorrect. And also, I have Matthew's voice in my head when I say this right now. So, okay, there's a difference between being prophetic and forecasting. Okay, you. If God's given you the gift of, 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 of prophecy, then that's, that's super dope. And please share it with all of us. We need it. Okay. But as a leader, you have to be able to see 
beyond today, right? Most people in an organization only see today. They're only focused on today. This is what is attacking me today. Leaders look at tomorrow and next week and next month. And when you start to forecast, now you start to actually set yourself up to be able to adjust before things impact you. Okay. As a leader, you have a very, very huge responsibility to keep the faith by forecasting. Okay. Next one. I don't know what number we're on, but the next one is to never stop learning. As a leader, you have a responsibility to never stop learning. Um, learning is one of the most important things. And we've all, we've all heard, like, I remember like when I was a kid, which for some of y'all, you think that was a long time ago and I'm going to be mad at you about it. But when I was a kid, I remember our, our teachers saying like leaders are readers are leaders. And I was like, that's so cheesy. I don't even want to ever hear that again. But the truth is learners are leaders. So you need to be listening to podcasts. You need to be listening to in interviews. You need to be consuming as much content as you can that grows you. Okay. Don't consume content for the sake of consuming content. And also don't consume content that creates, um, creates an anxiety in you because you are misplacing your identity and trying to compare yourself to another leader or to another organization or to another church. God called you to be you. He called you to be part of C3. Our job is not to be another church or another organization or another type of leader. Our job is to make sure that we're learning and developing and getting better every day. That's the important part. So make sure that you are learning. Uh, any leader who stops asking questions and trying to learn stops getting the best results out of their influence. Leadership at the end of the day is influence. And if you're not growing your influence and growing your education, you, you will stifle your influence. And that's, that's a big problem as a leader. Okay. Uh, next, you have to keep adjusting. Okay. As a leader, you have a responsible, a responsible, that's not the right word, Stephen. You have a responsibility to keep adjusting. If you are not willing to adjust, the world will adjust you. It doesn't matter if you're the boss or it's your first day. You have the responsibility and the requirement to be adaptable. Okay. So when you learn how to, to make adjustments, you are proactively shifting and morphing and working to and through and around what is happening. When you're not a leader and you're not willing to make adjustments and be flexible, what happens is you end up being adjusted. Okay. So if you think about Blockbuster and Netflix, okay. Now everybody looks at Netflix today and they're like, oh, well, Netflix, I mean, that's da, 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 whatever. They put Blockbuster out of business. No, they didn't. They were actually in the same exact business as Blockbuster. If you remember the beginning of Netflix, they would send a, C a DVD to your house. And then you'd watch the movie and then you'd put it back in an envelope and ship it back to them. The most, th that, that could possibly be the worst business model I've ever heard of in my entire life. Okay. But that's what we did. And that, and that was Netflix. Blockbuster was actually a better product because you just had to drive down to the local store after you called up and asked them if they had Karate Kid 
And then you would run in and grab it before somebody else. And then you'd watch it and then you take it back. What was the difference between Blockbuster and Netflix? When the internet became accessible to everyone, Netflix adjusted, Blockbuster didn't. You guys live in New York, okay? I don't know if you've heard, but there's a few cabs in New York City. Why did cabs, why did, why is the cab business in trouble and Uber dominating? It's not because it was like, there's a lot of yellow cars, okay? It wasn't a car issue. It was an adjustment to the evolution of the world. Somebody could have been like somebody in New York City cabs could have been like, let's create an app. When you want a, a cab, you click the button and the cab rolls up and picks you up. But they didn't because they didn't adjust. We have to always be adjusting. If we're not adjusting, we get adjusted. And none of us want to be adjusted. Okay. So make sure that you are adjusting. The next one don't panic. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I just saw. Uh, in the chat, somebody said cab service is down 90%. Somebody make them people an app real quick. Okay. Like even today, like just make the app now. They can at least get back to like 45% of at least what that was. All right. But okay. Going back to panicking. Don't panic. I'm going to make a, an overarching assumption. We're all Christians on this call. And we all believe that in Jesus, that's a fair, fair assessment, fair. I can make that assumption in a, in a safe way. Okay, good. If that's true, then we know that God is in control and he's not surprised. So if we really believe our faith, if we really believe this thing that we tell people all the time and that we preach and that we post on social media and that we read our Bibles about and all of this stuff, if we believe, if we believe all of that stuff, then we have to believe that God is in control. And if God's in control, we don't have to panic. So when you don't panic, what happens is as a leader, you've, we've all worked for that leader who panics all the time, right? Like it is at first, it's like really, really like it creates a lot of anxiety for you. And then at some point it actually shifts and gets, becomes comical. And you just watch them and like you watch something go wrong in the day and their hair catches on fire and they're running around crazy. And you're just like, start laughing. Cause you know, it, I can't, we can't control this. This is, this is what it is. Leaders respond. They don't react. Okay. When you are panic filled, you react to everything that happens. And usually when we react, reactions are filled with emotions. Leaders respond to what happens and response is usually a vehicle for wisdom. So as a leader, your responsibility is to respond, not react. Also, as a Christian, your responsibility is to control what you can control and then let God control the rest of it. Stop trying to control the things that God is in control of. He's already got that. And I, you guys are all pretty dope, but none of you are dope enough to take his responsibilities, okay? If you are, holler at me. I got some things I need you to take care of, okay? But leaders don't panic because they respond to situations. They don't react to them, okay? Next, 
the next one is uh, always put people first. I don't know if y'all knew this or not, but we are in the people business. When you are in ministry, you are in the people business and people over process every single time. Processes change, outcomes change, but you will only be as successful as the tribe that you put around yourself. You never, ever go wrong caring about people. You might have to go slower. You might not be able to accomplish as much as fast as you thought you were. You will probably have to invest more time. You will definitely get your feelings hurt more often. But when people know they're appreciated and they feel valued and protected, they accomplish more in the long term than the hotshot who never uh, never clicks with the rest of the team. That never never develops the chemistry. Okay, people matter. They matter more than anything else. And and the truth is, when as a leader, you have a responsibility to challenge when we're not meeting expectations, but also love in that challenge. Okay. As a leader, when you put people first, you're putting people over your preference. As a leader, when you put people first, you care about the outcome of their situation, not just the outcome of the project. People first. Because I don't know if y'all figured it out yet or not, but COVID has taught us that we don't need a building as much as I hate to say it, we don't even need a worship team. We need people and people need people. And our people are, 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 are so hungry to be around other people. When you put people first, you always, always, always win. Guys, just wanted to break in for one second and remind you that you can text me anytime you want. 615-492-2342. If there's something you want to talk about, if there's something that you have a question about, I'm here. I would love to serve you guys, help you guys, empower you to be the best leaders, the best creatives that you can be. Don't hesitate. Also, I'm really, really excited about what this year holds for our podcast. We have some great interviews coming. We have some amazing content that I think is going to really help you and your teams. So share this podcast, share it with your teams, share it on social media. And now let's jump right back into where we left off. Okay. So as a leader... This year, 2021, it's going to be better than 2020 because we put people first. Okay. Two more. And then, then I'll let y'all go. Stay focused. You know, the, you got to know the goals, the vision, the values, and the wins. As a leader, your job is to be the chief simplicity officer. Always clarify what we're doing. As you clarify, never compromise. Don't allow other forces to start distracting you from staying laser focused on the things that you are responsible for. That's your job. Focused leaders notice risk, adjust to to exterior conditions, identify errors and culture gaps, and keep the team moving at all times. If you don't know what the win is or what you're supposed to be accomplishing, here's a secret code, ASK. Ask somebody. If you don't know what you're supposed to do, ask somebody. They're going to tell you what you're supposed to do. Okay? So as a leader, you have such a a vital responsibility to stay focused. Okay? The last one, always balance confidence and humility. 
Great leaders carry confidence in one hand and humility in the other. They understand who they are and their value and what they bring to the team, what they bring to the organization, but they never place that over the team, the mission, or other people. Confident leaders breed confident leaders. Humble leaders permission teams to move and they never permission arrogance. I want you to stay and be as confident as you can in God who, in, in, in who God made you to be. But remember that you're not God. When you are a leader, you balance confidence and humility every single day. And, and if you are a, an eight on the Enneagram or a three on the Enneagram or a seven on the Enneagram, you are going to um, struggle at times coming off as more on the um, less on the humility side. Okay. Because you're the, the way that God wired you to step into a room or step into a situation, you're wired to move into that way. You still have the responsibility to balance confidence and humility. You have to balance both. You got to carry one in each hand, all the confidence of what God's called you to do and who you are and who he's made you to be. And all of the humility that Jesus carried every day when he walked the earth. So I hope that those things help you guys. I hope that those things uh, help you adjust your rhythm in 2021, help you maybe uh, take a little bit of the pressure off of January 1st and maybe apply it on like July 1st so that we can spread out the, the awesomeness of this year through maybe 12 months instead of 12 days. Cool. Amazing. Hey, can we just thank Stephen for uh, just that wisdom, that encouragement, those points. Um, and yeah, we'd love if we can ask a few questions uh, just off the back of what you were sharing, some Q&A, Q&A response time. Uh, get your questions ready as you're thinking. I have one that I'd love to hear from you. For sure. Uh, I was thinking about, I love the point, keep the faith. Um, and I love what you said about seeing beyond today. Uh, leaders that keep the faith see beyond today. Maybe I was thinking you could maybe talk about um, or what you've seen the negative effects in a team or in a culture, an organization when you don't see beyond today. What are some warning signs? What are some things that we should be aware of? Because um, I do think that that's something that I struggle with because uh, you're just in the thick of everything. You're stressed. You're worried. You got personal things going on. Uh but if I guess if I'm thinking through the effects of not seeing beyond today, I'll be more uh, cognizant to actually have that vision. So uh, yeah. that's kind of a long-winded question, but. That's a great question. So the first, the first effect of not seeing beyond today is you start making poor decisions. You start making very short-sighted decisions. You make decisions to solve a problem that, that, that aren't solutions for an, an issue. So you've all, we've all heard the analogy about treat, Great doctors treat the disease, they don't treat the symptom. When you think, when you are only thinking about today and you're, not, and you're not seeing into the future or forecasting into the future, what you are doing is treating symptoms, not diseases. And so what it ends up having you do as a leader is you end up retreating the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. So what you never do is you never get out of that stressed, anxiety, like, rat race moment, right? You're, you're, cause you're stuck in it. Cause all you're doing is teaching people how to solve today's problem. 
not the overarching issue that's creating today's problem. Okay. One of the real, like one of the, the, the major downsides of not forecasting is, is what happens to you with burnout. Okay. So when, as a leader, when you do not forecast and you, you do not choose to forecast, what happens is you start watching other people around you burn out because you haven't forecasted past what they're dealing with today and you end up burning out or experiencing burnout symptoms, right? Because you're not seeing the bigger picture. You're only seeing the stress and the pressure of today. And so, and, and, and what you have to do as a leader in order to do it, this is like the most practical level, okay? Because we all get pulled into the weeds. We all get pulled into the day-to-day, the, the rat race of it. And church is rough. Like, like we have church every single Sunday. I don't know if y'all figured that out yet or not. There's 52 of them. It's a lot. Okay. When you are, when you're, when you're practicing your best leadership rhythms, what you're actually going to do is you're going to press pause and at least once a day, you're going to shut everything down, shut all of the external factors that are coming in, all everyone else's priorities. You're going to turn them off for a minute and you're going to take a second to, to calm the noise, to get quiet, and then to start looking into the future. Okay, I'm dealing with these five things today. What's, the, what's really causing this? It goes really back to the, to the very first thing is asking questions. What is, what is creating this issue? What, why is this person acting the way that this person's acting? Um, how did we get to this position right here? What, what, what went wrong that, that put us into this predicament? right here. And, and, and it can be, it can be a 15 minute exercise or it can be a, an hour exercise, but at least once a day. And for me, I always like to do it first thing in the, in the, in the, in the morning. I like to click to, cause I want, I want a little bit more clarity for what my day is, but sometimes your day is just as crazy. And you got like, okay, well, I'm gonna have to do this at the end of the day, but every single day you should be pausing for at least 15 minutes to forecast a little bit. And if you don't, it's like, like the weatherman, right? If the weatherman just got up in front of the camera and was like, hold on a second, y'all, and opened the window, it's raining out. You'd be like, why do I, I'm not trusting this weatherman. This weatherman's whack. But you, you trust the weatherman because the weatherman has data that creates models that allows them to forecast the next four to five to seven days. Now, sometimes they miss it. And as a leader, sometimes you're going to miss it, but at least you got an idea that there's a, a cloud coming. As a leader, we have to know when the clouds are coming. That is brilliant. What? That's fire. 15 minute forecast pauses. Uh, that's mandatory from now on, everyone. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> we're all going to be doing that. Um, that's great. There's quite a few questions here and we want to be cognizant of your time. So I think on a, uh, maybe pick one or two of these. Um, it says this, one of these, it's about asking questions. It says, what was your journey on asking better questions to people? I find that I naturally ask myself and God questions, but rarely do I ask questions to my leaders, but I'm working to shift that. Any practical tips on asking questions? That are for break? That's a great yeah, question. that's, that's a great question. That's a really, <laughs> really good question. And, and I don't know. I, I I'm going to be a hundred percent honest and say that I don't know 
completely how to answer that question. I can tell you my journey though. Okay. So I started going, I started, I started to realize that the way I learned and what, and where I was learning, I was learning from hearing, watching interviews of people that I really admired. Right. So I would be like, Oh man, I really admire this person. I'm going to watch an interview about them. And then I would be like, dang, I learned so much about either about that person or, or that I could apply to other practices or parts of my life. And I was like, man. So then I was like, geez, it, I've seen 10 interviews from this person before, and I've never heard that one thing. Why did I hear that one thing? Because somebody asked a better question than somebody else asked. So that put me on this like trail to go, how, what are the best questions to ask? And if you Google, like if you literally just Google, what are the best questions to ask? You'll get some really great questions. I started watching like, who are the people that I like their interviews the most? I love, and this is going to sound so dorky. So y'all have grace on a brother, but like Oprah does an amazing interview. Like she is just amazing at interviews. So I was like, I love when Oprah does interviews. So I'm going to start watching what questions she's asking, not just who she's asking the questions to. And then I was like, man, I really like how Zane asks questions on Apple music. So I started listening to what, what questions is Zane asking? What questions is Anderson Cooper asking? What questions is Jimmy Fallon? And I, I literally just, I've started to, now when I watch an interview, I'm more focused on the question that's being asked or listening to an interview on a podcast or whatever. I'm much more focused on the question that's being asked than what the answer to the question is. Because I wonder what question I could take and apply to my life. So that's that's the first one. The second part of that is, the the, the easiest pathway is, what do you not know that you need to know? Ask. So, so if you're the, 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 with your leader right now, the very first thing that you need to ask your leader is if you're confused, if you don't have clarity, or if you're unsure, start to ask. Right. And then allow your curiosity to take you beyond just asking. So don't just ask, don't just ask how, ask why. Because how is a very unique question in the sense of someone's going to tell you their version of how, right? So I could say to Matthew, Matthew, how do you write a song? And he's going to tell me how he writes a song. Well, how he writes a song and how Kanye writes a song may be completely different. But if I only trust Matthew's version of writing songs, then I only know that one method. So how... How is a question we should only ask when absolute necessary? But if I start to say, Matthew, tell me your creative process. Matthew, explain to me why we write songs for C3. Matthew, what was it like? What's different today when you write a song versus the first time you ever wrote a song? Now I'm getting all of this color commentary around it, not just how. If that makes sense. So I hope that 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 answer answers the question of how. So, so good. Is there any? Um, yes, I'll give it up. So so powerful. Um, and I'm going to listen to all the 
interview questions now on all the podcasts that I listen to more intentionally. Uh, I never thought that you can actually Google how to ask good questions. That's a great thought. The uh, irony well, is you can ask in asking a question about asking questions. Yeah, I know. So. Like so brilliant. Uh, mind blown. Uh, is there any, uh, I guess, you know, maybe closing thoughts or things that you'd love to share with us as we uh, all have just obviously heard that wisdom, 21 day prayer and fasting, got a big uh, year ahead of us. But mm-hmm. just any closing words that you want to share with us yeah. and our staff? So two things really quick. Number one, if we didn't get to your question, just DM me your question and I'll answer it in a DM on Instagram. Um, and I'll drop my Instagram in the chat and you can just DM me. Uh, cause I, I know that I think there was a couple other questions and we just didn't, don't have time to get to them, but, um, that that's the first thing. The second thing is if you want the same energy throughout the year that you're, that you feel in January today on your calendar today, on the first day of every month of the year. So you have 11 more opportunities. I want you to put a five minute meeting with yourself to say, this is the February reset. This is the March reset. This is the April reset. This is the May reset. There's no reason we can't create the same energy because we get to control our energy and our attitude. A lot of other people try to control that, but only we get to actually control that. So if you want the same hope, excitement, energy, vibe going into July and September that you have going into January, schedule it. Schedule the reminder to remind yourself, I'm going to have this energy and this vibe going into each of these months. So good. Thank you again um, for that just encouragement, the practicality, the wisdom. I love it because it's so applicable. We can all take it away uh, and do something with it. So thank you again. If you don't awesome. mind, could you pray just for us? Uh, yeah, us, uh, absolutely. And just encourage us in that word you shared with us today. Absolutely. Lord, thank you for today, God. Thank you for every person listening to this, whether they're listening to it today uh, on the Zoom call, whether they're listening to a recording of it later, you know that you are allowing this information to influence their life at the exact moment that they need it. So God, I pray for wisdom. I pray for creativity. I pray for a boldness to walk in the faith and the courage of what you've called them to do today, individually and as an organization that every moment of the day, they're cognizant and aware of their leadership and their influence and their creativity, and that they're maximizing that to, do, to accomplish the things that you've called them to accomplish. Give them grace, give them peace, give them favor that they can't even explain. In your name we pray, amen. I hope today's content was valuable to you. I hope that you learned something maybe from the talk, maybe from the, the different list of things that we we talked about, about resetting your year. And I hope that the Q&A really provided you some, some inspiration and maybe some ability to find some more practical applications to what we talked about today. It would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast on social media, if you liked it, if you subscribed. And if you have a question or there's anything we can do to help you and your church and your team, don't hesitate to text me, 615 Thanks for tuning in. 
We are here every other week. We cannot wait to give you another episode. It's going to be awesome. I don't even want to tell you about it yet. I'm going to make you tune in and check it out. Follow me on Instagram, B underscore R-E-W-S-T-E-R. You'll know when the podcasts go live. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being part of the community. We will see you next time.